Jiminy Crickets. I'm the guy they call Little Mickey Mouse. Not a sweetie down in the chicken house. Neither fat nor skinny, she's the horses. Winnie is my little Minnie Mouse. When it's feeding time for the animals, and they howl and growl like the cannibals, I just turn my heel to the hen house deal, and you'll hear me sing this song. I have listened to the goo goo his and I've heard the roosters cock a doo doo With the cows and the chickens, they all sound like the dickens when I hear my little Minnie. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a very special and very unusual episode of Jiminy Crickets. This is not one of our normal episodes, because this is completely unedited. And we decided to call this a mini-episode. I recently, as you may or may not know, took a trip to Walt Disney World, and I wanted to share uh, some things that we just didn't have time to discuss in our main episode about my, um, my, uh, what do you call, what do we call your episode, Ruth? Oh, trip report? Trip report. (laughs) (laughs) Unedited, folks. Unedited. (laughs) Normally these little questions I ask Ruth get edited out because she's like my brain sometimes. (laughs) So it might be interesting for you to hear how we actually record the show anyway without me making it sound absolutely perfect and cutting out all of our mistakes. So this might end up being a big blooper reel for all of you as well. (laughs) (laughs) So if you hear a lot of coughing, a lot of um, 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 or if we stutter on our words, it's all because I'm not editing this. I just wanted to get out my thoughts on some of the things that I had seen at Walt Disney World. And um, today, we're, we're going to make this a little series of bonus episodes. And, and it's, we're going to split it up by sections of Disney World. Today, we're going to talk about the Magic Kingdom and the Magic Kingdom Resorts and all my impressions and Ruth will probably throw in a bunch of her impressions because she recently went to Disney World as well um, on what we saw and for me specifically the last I had been to Disney World in 99 which was actually the last time I ever stepped foot in a Disney park at all Disneyland or Disney World but when I went that last time I only went to Epcot and Hollywood Studios So, literally, the last time I went to the Magic Kingdom was in 1996. It has been almost 22 years since I had last been to the Magic Kingdom. Wow. And if you think about it, Walt Disney opened Disneyland in 1955, and he died in 1966. Like, that was 11 years. It's been twice as long for me since I've been to Disney World's Magic Kingdom. Wow. That kind of puts it in perspective. So, needless to say, a lot has changed. But a lot has stayed the same, too, which is even more surprising in some cases. And also, a lot of things that haven't changed should have been changed, (laughs) updated... (laughs) And there are some things that are a little run down that I was disappointed. They're still there, but they're in desperate need of refurbishment. Um, We're going to go 
we're not i'm not doing a trip report i'm not gonna say on day one i did this on day two i did this at three o'clock in the afternoon i did that (laughs) i'm just gonna go through each land one at a time and discuss the attractions and my impressions of the overall land and how it's looking these days so First of all, I want to mention that uh, the day that I, the first day that I went to Disney World, I wanted to have the, uh, I call Disney World the Magic Kingdom sometimes because people used to do that before Epcot opened. When they said, I'm going to Disney World, they meant I'm going to the Magic Kingdom. They just called it Disney World. So sometimes I do that too. So if I say Disney World, Forgive me, I'm actually saying the Magic Kingdom. For all you young whippersnappers, you don't know. (laughs) (coughs) Cough number one. That's not. (laughs) So anyway, the um, I wanted the grand reveal. Um, so rather than and on the first day, I I was not staying at a Disney hotel. I so I, I I didn't move to a Disney hotel till my third night in Disney World. So the first time I went to Magic Kingdom, I actually the buses brought us to Epcot. That was their drop-off place, and that's a good place because then you can take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom, and you can basically get anywhere from Epcot, and it's closer to the hotels than other places they could drop you off. So it's, it was fine. So they dropped us off, and I the first thing I did was I took the monorail to the Ticket and Transportation Center. But I wanted the grand reveal. So rather than take the monorail to the main entrance of the Magic Kingdom, I opted to take the ferry boat mm-hmm. on purpose. And I got a good view right on the second floor you know, right near the front. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say that it's exactly as I remember it. Uh, the boats looked beautiful. They were mm-hmm. very well maintained. Everything, it was a beautiful trip. Everything looked beautiful. Um, seeing the castle for the first time was just dramatic and wonderful. And it was a pleasure to see it after so many years mm-hmm. it's one thing to see a picture of it it's so much different to see it with your own eyes you know definitely so that was my first return to the magic kingdom was the ferry boat and i'd have to say if anybody's a first timer or has not been in a long time is as fun as the monorail seems to be it's really not the best entrance to the magic kingdom the boats are the most dramatic and beautiful way to cross over the seven seas lagoon it really is a mm-hmm. a beautiful reveal the way you see the castle and get closer and closer and closer to it it's really nice and i just have to say that the um the whole entrance area and everything in the in the front of the magic kingdom 
looked like it had not aged a day. Everything was just so well-maintained and beautiful, and I was so impressed by that. Believe me, I have plenty of negative things to say, but that is not one of them. The whole like area in front of the train station and all that area looked magical, beautiful, wonderful, and I was very impressed by it looked like I had just left I it like like I had just been there the day before cuz mm. it looked the same, nothing had changed, but in a good way. Right. It didn't need to change, you know. Right. It was perfect right. the way it was and it always will be perfect. So and the train <coughs> cough number 1 or was that cough number that 2? That was number 2. <laughs> oh, and 3. So the and I'm also fighting a cold, folks, so you'll have to deal with that too. So the um the train pulled into the station right when I went in and it was beautiful. And I know I'm kind of doing this as a itinerary so far, but it kind of fits in cuz I just wanted to mention the entrance area, you know, as part of my little review here. It's not going to continue as an itinerary. <laughs> so, um, speaking of the train, let's talk about the train. So, the trains look wonderful, beautiful. Um, I rode, I rode the train, I think, three times while I was there, and, um, twice was a round trip once was all once was from the first time I did it from Frontierland all the way around the second time I did it Main Street all the way around but the third time I had a fast pass for Splash and the parade was going to start soon so rather than deal with all that I got on the train on Main Street and went to Frontierland and then rode Splash and then got back on the train and then rode back to Main Street again now, that's perfect because the train station is right there by Splash Mountain. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, um, the trains look beautiful. One critique, I did notice that they did a little bit of the bell ringing later on, but they were really skimpy on the ringing of the train bell. Mm -hmm. Like in Disneyland, when they're pulling up to the station, you hear that clanging bell. Mm -hmm. It's very dramatic and adds to the whole um, drama of the whole situation. But a lot of times when the trains were pulling up to the station, I noticed they weren't ringing the bell. Hmm. And that really takes away from it. People may not notice it, but subconsciously I think it, it, it takes away from the dr dramatic quality of the train pulling into the station when the bell isn't ringing. Mm -hmm. I don't know if there's a reason why they weren't ringing it. I'm not sure, but it just seemed a little strange to me. Yeah, that's, that's definitely th like a main part of the Disney soundtrack. Yeah, that's another critique. Like, when you go to Disneyland, and this was always the case, but it's still a critique it should be fixed regardless if it was this way 22 years ago and it's still that way <coughs> but they had they have the same type it's a different person doing it but they have that same type of announcement that Jack Wagner does in Disneyland your attention please the Disneyland Unlimited now arriving you know that whole thing and right. you can hear it all around the station 
they do play that at the Walt Disney World station too, but it's so low, you can only hear it in certain spots. And like, if you're not knowing that you're listening for it, you'll completely not even notice it. Hmm. It's very nondescript and you can't hear it very well. And it's just like, and I found that to be true of a lot of things where those special little sound effects and things you hear were very much tamed down Mm -hmm. since the last time I went. And I'll get into more, more examples of that as we go through. But that's one good example is I could barely hear that train announcement. I never could hear it as well as you could in Disneyland. But this time it was really bad. I barely could hear it at all. Hmm. <coughs> so, um, that's my second critique of the train. Um, my third critique is that, and this was always the case with Walt Disney World, there's barely anything to see on the train. Yep. And um, probably the best leg of the train is from the Frontierland station up to the Rivers of America. Mm-hmm. But then after you finish the Rivers of America and continue to Fantasyland, that's probably the worst part of it. <laughs> because now, since they built the new Fantasyland, there's the section behind the BR Guest restaurant that you can see from the train. They have some trees there, but it's not enough trees to cover it completely. And you can see just like a warehouse type industrial building behind the castle where all the mountains are on the front side. Mm -hmm. You can see the backside and it's just like a building. And you can totally see it from the train. And it bothered me, but what what really brought, brought it home for me was I heard a passenger, and that's a good thing about being alone because you can listen to what other people are saying about things and get other people's opinions mm-hmm. on things and kind of like say, okay, it's not just me thinking that. So a passenger, one row in front of me, actually said, they must be doing some construction or something back there. Hmm. I mean, so it was very obvious. They need to do a much better job about camouflaging or covering up the backstage areas that can be seen from the train. The train should be considered an attraction, and you shouldn't be able to see backstage areas from the train. Right, agree. (coughs) There's a couple spots in Disneyland where you can see backstage areas, too. You're, yeah, there know, are. Mm-hmm. But it's not nearly as bad as the Disney World train. Right. There's, a, there's just a lot of that happening. The one that bothers me the very most is there's... Did you go on the train when you went? Yeah, we did. We did, did you, like a couple of Grand Circle tours. Okay, so you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. There's this bridge. It's It looks like just a regular freeway type overpass Mm -hmm. that goes right over the train Mm -hmm. and just regular cars go over it like like delivery trucks and disney buses and and you're on the train going under this like like overpass 
bridge that you would see on any city street. Hmm. There's. Do you remember seeing that? I don't remember seeing that. It's right before you get to the Fantasyland station. Hmm. It just it and also there's like industrial piping like going along the the bridge that you can see. There's no way they could make that bridge at least look prettier or do something to it to theme it or and it's always been like that. Hmm. This this is nothing new. That bridge I remember it from the last time I went. And since and it was there when I went for the first time in 84 and it bothered me when I was 9 years old. Hmm. <coughs> they just they need to do something better with their train. There's only like two tunnels you go through and they're really short. Where at Disneyland you go through all sorts of tunnels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's no like grand finale where you go through the Grand Canyon and all that. That's mm-hmm. not there. The other thing that bothers me is how when you get towards the end and you're going by the contemporary you can just see the parking lot right there yeah. with just all the cars. I mean, it just takes you out of the magic when you can see the real world when you're supposed to be driving on this train that is supposed to be the turn of the 20th century, you know? It's supposed to be magical. I definitely get more of a sense of magic when I ride on the trains in Disneyland. Oh, definitely. It's just it's just not the same. Yeah. The trains are beautiful and everything. And then and then the, the other thing is, you hardly see... Like in Disneyland, you see the trains. Everywhere you go in the park, you, mm-hmm. you see the train. Like, you see the train when you're, when you're near the Haunted Mansion. You see the train when you're going into Critter Country. You see the trains around the rivers of America. You see it pulling... You see it go across. It's a small world. You see it while you're on the Autopia. Yep. You just, you see that it's like the train is an active part of the park. But in Disney World, you hardly ever notice or see the train except at the Main Street Station, especially because the way the Frontierland train station is set up, it's like on the second level of a bridge and you hardly even can see the train. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, we had a hard time finding that station when we were first looking for it. Yeah, well, it didn't used to be that way because when Splash Mountain wasn't there, the train station was a lot like the original Frontierland station Mm. in Disneyland. But then when they built Splash Mountain, they added that bridge and they moved, they created the train station as part of the bridge. So that originally the train was more like Disneyland when it went through Frontierland, but... And then the other, the last thing I would like to say about the train is it seems like a lot of the foliage and 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 brush and trees along the the train track were not very well manicured or maintained. Mm-hmm. It just seemed a little messy. I don't know. It just seems like in Disneyland they just take a lot more care with the trains. Right. Like I would for, definitely agree with that. Yeah. Like in Disney World, it's just like you know. It's a means to, to get from one place to the other, and they don't really give it much love. Whereas in Disneyland, it's considered more, less of a, of a, you know, a travel thing, and right. more of an actual attraction on its own right. So, right. It is definitely an attraction at Disneyland. Yeah. And, it, and you know that so much love went into that train because it was one of Walt's 
like yeah. hobbies. You just don't get that feeling in, in right. Florida. Yeah, that's true. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was the parade because I actually watched the parade. I had the best spot that you could possibly have, which is right on the backside of the train station, right in the center of town square so that the tunnels were equal distance left to right. Like I was in the exact center of town square Hmm. on the right in front of the train station at ground level, not up on the second level, but Mm -hmm. at ground level, right on the curb. And like, if I look straight ahead, I saw the flagpole and right behind it, the castle, like Hmm. like a straight view of the castle. I, and I planned that out specifically. I got there really early so I'd have the perfect view of the parade. And I enjoyed the parade. I thought it was very cute. Um, the floats were really well done. The costumes and, and the, the characters that were included were really nice. I really enjoyed the parade. I thought it was very good. Mm-hmm. Um, not my all-time favorite. Um, and one of the things that I didn't like about it so much was the music because <laughs> I felt like the music was a little too generic mm-hmm. and it seemed like it was borrowing music from other parades like I noticed a couple things from um, the Disneyland parade that's going on right now what's it called um, Soundsational mm-hmm. I noticed a few things from that were thrown in it was like a conglomeration of all different soundtracks thrown together it really didn't seem to have its own catchy song. That's what a good Disneyland parade always has. It has its own special catchy song, you know, like the Main Street Electrical Parade has that. and Right. You know, but that doesn't really have it. So, overall, I give the parade an A. It would have gotten an A plus if they had better music. But it really was a good parade, and I do recommend trying to see it. I know you didn't see the parade because they were doing the Christmas parade when you went. Right. We did watch the Christmas parade, which I liked. Right. So, yeah. They probably weren't showing the regular parade. No, they didn't. Yeah, it was only Christmas. Right. But it was a good parade. And it was up there with... (coughs) I would have liked to have seen it be a little tiny bit longer. It did seem a little short. Um, But that's nitpicking. (laughs) <laughs> One other thing I really like, though, is that because I was at because in, in Walt Disney World, they only do the parade once a day and it actually starts in Frontierland next to Splash Mountain and goes all the way down Frontierland and through Liberty Square, across the bridge in Liberty Square and then down Main Street. So actually where I was was at the very end of where the parade ends. So I had to, the parade starts at 8, at 8, at 8, at 3, but I had to wait about 20 minutes for it to get to me. But what was really nice is they had um, two marching bands, like high school bands, mm-hmm. come down while everybody was waiting. And then they had the, Dis- the Walt Disney World band, which I guess now they're calling for some bizarre reason. The Walt Disney World Philharmonic. Huh. Which I have no idea why they changed <laughs> the name. But they came around and did their thing. I did notice that the that the Disney World band was 
smaller than I remember it. Mm. Looks like they've been cutting corners on that. Um, another thing, since we're talking about Main Street, that bothered me is the lack of Disneyland band. I'm gonna, I, if I say things Disneyland, it's because I'm at Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland is my home park. Yes. The Walt Disney World band was ne'er to be seen. Mm-hmm. Like in Disneyland, they're everywhere. You yeah. walk around, you see them on the carousel, you see them on the teacups. They go on the the dock, the the bow of the Mark Twain. They're around, and they do a town square concert every morning. You know, they're everywhere. Disney World. The only time I ever saw them was at the beginning of the parade, and then on my last day there, I I had been doing some. Uh, hotel hopping and I came back to the park right after five and they were doing the flag retreat and I caught the very tail end of the flag retreat just as the Disneyland as the Disney World band was leaving so Mm. I just kind of those are the only two times I ever saw them Mm. (coughs) so I was a little disappointed because and I, I watch a lot of YouTube videos, and I keep up with what's going on at the parks. And I've noticed that lately, Disney World has been doing this, like, three-year-long refurbishment of Main Street. And it seems like there's always one little section of Main Street that has tarps over it. And then they, like, have, like, a picture of what the building is supposed to look like on front of it you know how oh, they yeah. do mm-hmm. yeah like and, painted tarps yeah yeah mm-hmm. and w- did w- was there a section when you went that was covered like that there probably was but i can't recall yeah there was the market house was actually covered so there's one little you don't get that perfect view looking down main street when one of the buildings is covered you know right. it's kind of a bummer Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't really complain about it. They do have to maintain the park, and they do a fabulous job of making everything beautiful. But it just seems like they take way too long to do everything because they just do one building at a time. I mean, if they just went for the for for the gold and did one row in like two weeks and then did the another row in two weeks and then there's four weeks and it's done instead right. they do one little bit and they take three weeks to do one little thing you know right so anyway that was a little disappointing that i didn't you know it it, it moderately disappointing i mean i was it didn't ruin it my trip right <laughs> but, right <laughs> but just kind of like i was a little disappointed when I turned around the corner and saw, oh, there's big tarps there. Mm-hmm. Hey. Yeah. I have an even worse one to tell you that's coming up when we talk about Fantasyland. That was Uh-oh. very disappointing. <coughs> so, the shopping on Main Street has definitely changed. Yeah. In 22 years. And I've heard people say how the shopping has gone down in recent years and I was like you know I kind of heard it and kind of went in one ear and out the other because I'd never experienced it for myself but now having experienced the shopping it wow major downgrade from Mm -hmm. what the the merchandise they used to carry and the other disappointing thing is that the Main Street cinema has been turned into a shop mm-hmm. 
it's no longer an attraction. There's basically no attractions on Main Street. It's all shopping. The other thing is, I, I, the horse-drawn trolleys, I saw sticking out of the car barn, they had like the door kind of cracked open slightly. I saw part of a trolley car. That was the only time I saw a trolley the whole time I was there. I never saw a single horse. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Very disappointing. And my thinking is, the reason they do that, they don't run the trolleys anymore, is because of those stupid photo pass people. Hmm. Did you notice that when you Because they're right in the middle of the road? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they're in the middle of the road. First of all, they're really annoying. Yeah. And they're blocking everybody's yeah. way. They're right where you want to be because they're right in the middle. And you can't. You feel like you can't get in front of them because they're taking people's pictures. Mm-hmm. And it's like... It takes away from the experience when... I mean, I literally... The night... The last night I was there and I was leaving the park. It was Sunday of President's Day weekend, so it was very busy. The park was going to be open till 12, but I had to fly out the next morning. So I considered staying till 12, but I left around 10. So literally, I counted from the partner statue down to about Center Street. There were eight of them lined up. And everybody and their grandmother were leaving. And yeah. they were totally in the way. Yeah. Blocking everybody's way. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. And they didn't have photo pass the last time I went to a Disney park. So it stuck out to me. And and I feel that that might be why they don't run the, the horse-drawn trolley anymore. Because they, they want to make money um, with the photo pass mm-hmm. rather than then have the horses go up and down the middle of the street. They want to have the cameras positioned down the middle of the street so that they can make more money. <coughs> Which takes away from the whole theming of Main Street when you don't see those trolley cars. That adds right. so much. Right. They, they did run the omnibus and the fire engine and the, and the horseless carriages. And I did ride the omnibus. They actually... Because I was on a scooter. Because I have difficulty walking and I have flat feet and I'm a little heavy and it's it's hard for me to do a lot of walking so they actually let me do a round trip on the omnibus normally they only let you do one way but because I had a scooter they let me do a round trip so I could leave my scooter and then be brought back to my scooter <coughs> I noticed that the guy on the on the omnibus normally in Disneyland they do a narration mm, yeah. Disney World, they didn't. The guy didn't talk at all, didn't say a word. So that was a little disappointed. I wanted to get like the tour of Main Street, but that right. didn't happen. Um, everything on Main Street looks absolutely gorgeous, of course, as always. And um, I did notice that the inside, and I always I noticed this before, but I noticed it again this time that. The inside of the buildings are so much nicer at Disneyland on Main Street. Did you notice that? Yes, they are, definitely. Yeah, the outsides might be more fancy in Florida. Mm -hmm. But in Disneyland, they make up for it because the shop, the the inside of the shops on Main Street are so much more elaborately decorated 
than in Disney World. I think their philosophy in Disney World is not so much to make things beautiful in those shops, but to just like take up every space possible with merchandise and sell, 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 sell. Yeah. That was kind of the impression I got out of that. Right. So, I mean, what are your impressions of Main Street overall? I mean, I definitely agree with you. The buildings are more elaborate. They they're, they seem larger at Walt Disney World yeah. than they do at Disneyland. Yeah. But, I mean, Main Street is my favorite place, and I just love Disneyland's Main Street. Yeah, I if I had to pick, it would be Disneyland's Main Street. And then, like, I went into the fire station at at, at uh, Disney World, and it's just not the same as going into the fire station at right. Disneyland, because you know, like, Walt Disney's apartment was right above it. Right. You just don't get that same... It's like, you know, Walt was never there. Mm-hmm. It right. just doesn't have that same appeal. One other thing before we move on to another land. I did do the Mickey Mouse uh, meet and greet. I had to get a fast pass to do it because it it's very popular and it's a very long line. But I did want to get my picture with Mickey, so I specifically got a fast pass for it. And um, the um, it's in the it's in they call it the Town Square Theater. It's actually where they used to have um, an actual theater where they showed the Walt Disney story. But I, I guess they took the theater completely out. They gutted it out. There's no theater in there anymore. And the entire thing is a queue and several rooms where on one side you can meet Tinkerbell, which I didn't do. Mm -hmm. <coughs> and then on the other side you can meet Mickey, which I didn't. And um, I thought it was very nicely decorated, and I think it's the perfect spot to meet Mickey when they don't have a Toontown anymore, that I think Town Square is probably the second best place that, logically, mm -hmm. to meet Mickey. They had him sort of dressed up as a magician. I think they should, like, just have him wearing his traditional right. outfit, you know, the tuxedo mm -hmm. that... I would rather have a picture of him dressed like that than mm -hmm. wearing some silly magician outfit. But I mean, it looked close enough to the tuxedo outfit that it didn't bother me that much. But it was the first time I ever saw the art, you know, the talking mm -hmm. Mickey. And it's a little, I can see why they are thinking about getting rid of it because it's, it seemed a little stupid because <laughs> I, he like, I said, I missed you so much, Mickey. It's been 22 years. And he was like, that's right, pal. Like oh, he didn't gosh. have the right answers to what mm -hmm. I was saying. Mm -hmm. And I also thought that if you had a magic band, they'd know he'd know your name. Oh, yeah. But mm -hmm. he didn't know my name. Hmm. I was like dying to have Mickey say my name. And <laughs> I, I was thinking that he would and then it would it would make me cry and everything. But no, he didn't know my name. And it was kind of awkward, too, because I was an adult male by myself. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know who's in that costume. It could be a female, and I don't want to get, you know, too touchy-feely with right. somebody. Or even if it's a male, I don't want to get too touchy-feely. Right. So I just kind of, like, the little kids were going up and hugging him. And I really, 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 to be quite honest, wanted to give him a big hug. But I felt like it wouldn't be appropriate. So I just shook his hand. 
Oh. But I, if I had my way, and if I didn't have any like inhibitions, I would have given him a big hug because mm-hmm. I, he's my favorite. Right. But I did um, purchase the photo pass, and I actually bought a frame, and I had it framed. So that was my souvenir. I bought a frame that kind of looks like it has mouse ears on it, and it kind of. So I've How already cute. got it on display. Yeah, that was my, you know. My take-home souvenir. So it was important for me to see Mickey. So I'm glad I got to do it. And I really did like the way they had the whole thing set up. But I would not have liked it if I had to wait in an hour and a half line to see him. That right. would have bummed me out. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <coughs> so if you're gonna do that, you need to get a fast pass for sure. Because I only waited like ten minutes. Mm. But anyway, um, there's one other thing I wanted to say about me. Well. Dapper Dan's were out quite a bit, so that was nice to see them out and about. Um, and I actually, the, the very last meal I had at Disney was at the um, Casey's Corner, and um, <clears throat> the piano player was there, and I ate outside right close to him. And I made a request, and I asked him if he knew the Ugly Bug Ball, and he said, no, I don't know that one. What? <laughs> Which is, I mean, it's more obscure. It's a more obscure song. They would but know I just, it at Disneyland. I well, I asked because it's my favorite Sherman Brothers song. But and then I said, "Well, do you know um, uh, uh, the Bare Necessities?" And he said, "Yes, I know that." So he played the Bare Necessities for me, and then I asked him to play Small World, and he played Small World for me. So, word of advice. Don't get the foot long hot dog. <laughs> I didn't think I just I didn't think what that actually meant in reality. Mm-hmm. Like now that I think of it, like a foot long subway. Right. It was literally a hot dog the length of a foot long subway sandwich. Right. And it it was embarrassing to carry it around <laughs> because it was this huge like it looked like enough food for five people. <laughs> I, I didn't even all I ate was the meat. I didn't right. even eat the the, the, bun. the filling and the bun because oh. the meat was just too much. I, I don't they put it in a normal size bun and so it's like hanging out over the side. Yes, it's it's, it's the most embarrassing <laughs> right. sandwich you could ever carry around. <laughs> but that was kind of a fun meal. So I thought, and, and I enjoyed that as always. And I used to actually bust tables at Casey's Corner, so it was Aww. really surreal to eat there, you know. Because um, when I was a custodian on Main Street, we kind of like every, like 50% of the time we did regular custodial, and then another 50% we would bust tables. And I did Casey's Corner. <clears throat> and then I also did the Tomorrowland restaurant on the other side of the street, which is only open like on peak seasons now. It's normally closed, but it's called the Tomorrowland Terrace. But um, yeah, that was wasn't at- open when we were there during peak season. It yeah. wasn't open then. I went through there twice because it's a really great shortcut mm-hmm. to like avoid yeah, the is. crowds. So I went through there twice, and well, three times. First time, there's nothing happening. Second time, they had a private party going on in the mm. front area, so I had to go in the back. Third time I went was on 
my last day, and they were actually serving food. Really? Because it was like the Sunday of President's Day weekend, so I guess it was considered busy enough to be serving food. But I didn't, or I had already eaten, so I didn't bother. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, that's kind of my takeaways overall on Main Street. I would like to mention the hub just quickly. Well, let me mention the hub when I talk about Liberty Square because they kind of go together a little bit because one affects the other, and I'll explain why when we get to Liberty Square. Anyway, um, Adventureland. Um, So one thing I really didn't like was the new flying carpet attraction (laughs) because it totally clashes with everything like everything in Adventureland looks so real and like you're really in a far off distant mysterious place and then you got like this primary color Mm -hmm. cartoony thing that belongs in Fantasyland not in the middle of Adventureland I mean I understand the theming kind of goes because it's you know the the Mideast it's exotic but it's just not the it totally ruins the whole feel of Adventureland for me and not only that but it's a real bottleneck yes it is huge bottleneck Mm -hmm. especially because you've got the sunshine tree Mm-hmm. Terrace, the only place you can get Dole Whips in the park, so it's always a line there. And it's right next to it, and it's just like this huge, and the Tiki Room entrance is right there, and it's just too much. I actually thought before seeing it that it was further down towards Pirates. So I was kind of surprised to see where they put it, because the whole time I was thinking it was more towards the Caribbean area. Hmm. But, I mean, anyway. The other thing that was disappointing is that the Leaky Tiki's weren't there. And I did ask about them. You know, the Tiki's that make the drum noises and they're all lined up in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always enjoyed them. And I was assured that they were only mm-hmm. temporarily taken out because they were being refurbished. So they oh, okay. will be returning, but I didn't get to see them while I was there. Um, so, Swiss Family Robinson Treehouse, I know that you had a few things to say about that, too. And I always had kind of thought of that treehouse being superior to the Disneyland version, but I think I've changed my mind, thinking back to the original Disneyland version, Mm -hmm. because I think the Disneyland version was bigger. I think so, too. The rooms seemed bigger, and there was more detail in them. Oh, definitely. (coughs) And also, okay, the only thing I prefer about the Disney World Treehouse is the way that it is out on a little island, Mm -hmm. and it it has, like, it's all surrounded by beautiful foliage and everything, and it's kind of situated really pretty and where it's at. And I like how it's right at the entrance to Adventureland. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I like its position. Basically, I like its positioning better. But the actual tree itself was a bit of a letdown. And the other thing that really uh, let me down was the fact that the the water wheel wasn't running. Was it running when you went? You're right. It wasn't. 
and it looked like there used to be a big waterfall by it that was what propelled it. Mm -hmm. The waterfall wasn't running, and the little cups that go up and down to do to you know because mm -hmm. they yes. they're what give them running water. They weren't running, and I gave it a really good look. And it looked like it hadn't been running for a couple years because mm -hmm. everything looked like it was kind of rotting. Mm -hmm. Like, you, you know how when wood yes. just sits there and dries out? It looked like that. It looked like that they have not bothered to fix it in several years and they just haven't been running it. And to me, that was always one of the most interesting things about the treehouse was that wheel. Yes. It I added loved it, yes. Kinetic energy mm -hmm. and everything. The other thing that upset me was the fact I couldn't hear Swiscopoca. I know. Anywhere. That's and true. I oh and this is, goes back to the your attention, please. Like here's another example where those special sound effects and things that you hear as you walk through the park, you couldn't hear anything. Mm -hmm. I couldn't hear I could definitely hear the main street loop. I could hear the main entrance loop. I could barely hear any of the loops throughout Adventureland. Mm -hmm. Like everything was way turned down too low where you couldn't hear anything. And even when you got to the room where the Swiscopoca was supposed to be playing, you know where the organ is in? Mm -hmm. I could barely hear it there either. Yeah. yeah. And it sounded muffled, like there was something wrong with the speakers. Like, I remember in Disneyland, you could hear that, like, in, like, a 500-mile radius. Right. You could hear that Swiscopoca. Right. You didn't have to be on the tree to hear that song. <laughs> right. And I remember it being like that in Disney World, too, hmm. years ago. I guess the cast members complained about it, and they don't want to hear it over and over again. So who suffers the guests? Because that adds just this magical quality to that attraction and just it kind of calls you to the attraction but um so i have to say that, that i was really disappointed in the treehouse i was really looking forward to seeing the original non-tarzanified treehouse right but it was a very big letdown i was so disheartened by it i just really sad that the least thing they could do is keep that water wheel working. Right. Like, the amount of money they charge to get into Disney World, everything should be functioning. Nothing should be left to mm. go like that. Yeah. There's, there's no excuse for it. Another thing that kind of annoyed me is, like, the whole entrance to Adventureland, half of it was boarded off because they're putting in some new restaurant or something. So it kind of took away from the whole grandiose quality of entering Adventureland to have like one half of it boarded off you know as you go through the Adventureland sign it's yeah. always very exotic and everything and that kind of was taken away by having that boarded up and I don't understand why it takes them so long to do construction projects because I know that they've been working on that for like six months right that was like that when you were there too it was right? yes yeah mm -hmm. what's the hold up I don't understand why it's taking them so long. It's just a restaurant. Right. It's not like they're building brand new park. <coughs> anyway. So. Um, moving down Tiki Room. 
I really loved the Tiki Room, and it was wonderful to see it again, but I was disappointed in all the cuts that were made. Yes, Did I, didn't, I didn't get to talk about this on my episode, but I... Yeah. Uh, the fountain wasn't working when we were in there. Right, and it hasn't worked since they brought back the original, because when they put it under new management, they mm-hmm. took out the fountain, and when they brought back the the original show they never bothered to fix the fountain again so it's been like that that's nothing new and that wasn't like they don't plan on bringing back the fountain well that's not the tiki room without the fountain i agree (laughs) but what bothered me even more than that were the cuts to the soundtrack yeah Mm -hmm. because you and i both we listened to the to the, you know those soundtracks over and over again when we're right. not in the park. So when we go to the park and like, oh, yep, it's like throws us off when they cut half the song. Um, overall, I thought the cuts were trying. I was trying to think of okay, try to think of this as the average guest thinks of it that doesn't have the whole thing memorized. Are they going to notice anything missing? No. And really, the only thing that bothers me that they cut out because of the fact that the audience is missing something fun that the original show had was during the Hawaiian war chant song. Mm -hmm. They have those little birds of paradise in the corners. Mm -hmm. And at one point after the, they're in darkness. You don't see them at all during the entire show. You don't notice them. And, and that's by design. And, so when the flowers in the middle on those little baskets come down and start singing, they finish their part, and then all of a sudden, the corners light up, and you see those birds of paradise, and they go, ta way ta oompa They cut that whole part out. Hmm. And that part, I always remember getting a giggle. <laughs> from the audience would it really have hurt them it's like a few seconds right and it it takes a, I, the other cuts don't didn't really take away from the overall show they didn't take out any major jokes or anything but that one cut really bothered me because I feel like that's that's a pit, that's a fun moment in that show where you're just like surprised by those birds of paradise in the corners because mm-hmm. you didn't notice them until that moment. And the show's like almost over before you ever see them, you know? Mm-hmm. <coughs> almost like how th- when the tiki's start talking right, at the very right. end, yep. you don't notice it. It's kind of like another moment like that, like a surprise moment. And that they, it's just sad. Was there anything else from the tiki room that bothered you that they cut out? I mean, they cut out, um, I think they cut some of, I want to say some of it, maybe all of it. I'm having a hard time remembering completely, but let's all sing like the birdies sing. Yeah, they had it, but they cut out the part where they had you sing along. And that is like one of my favorite parts as well. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that, yeah. But I would rather them cut that out than cut out the other thing. Right. At least you still got to see the bird mobile come down. I mean, the Offenbach song mm-hmm. has even been cut out oh, yeah. of the Disneyland right. version for years. So I mean, I'm used to that being missing. But, right. 
So that was a little, I mean, I still really love the Tiki Room, and it was so wonderful to, like, because normally I just hear it. It was wonderful to see it as I was hearing it. And it, it just, to hear it all around you in all directions is so much different than just hearing it on your stereo, you yeah. know? Yeah. So that was pretty magical. So I did that four times while I was there. <laughs> And I had about four Dole Whip floats while I was there because they would let, every time I went in because they let you bring them in. Mm -hmm. So I would get one because you have to have a Dole Whip while you're watching. Yes, you definitely do. Yes. So then um, Jungle Cruise, uh, they have the cute, see, I kind of experienced the park a little differently being on my little scooter. I did make exceptions as far as walking, like, because I had to do the treehouse, you know. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, I tried to stay in my scooter as much as possible, just because every time I attempted to not use it, it, it was a mistake, especially because it was so hot, which added to, it was like summertime weather while I was there mm -hmm. the whole time. It was in the high 80s. <coughs> so... The thing is with the Jungle Cruise, anybody who uses a scooter or who has any physical impairments like me, um, you kind of get a fast pass when you go to an extra little fast pass if you go to the Jungle Cruise because they can't let your scooter or even a wheelchair in the queue. So what you do is when you get up to the line, to the entrance, the cast member will write you out a time to come back based on the length of the line so you kind of get a paper fast pass and you can go do other things and then come back and get right on so mm. that was lovely mm -hmm. every time i rode the jungle cruise i could sign up and then come back do a couple other things do the tiki birds or whatever so i really enjoyed the jungle cruise it has not changed very much it's just like i remember it there were a few things that needed to be fixed um one of the bull elephants was missing but they may have just been refurbishing it um i also noticed that the african velt it's kind of hard to see like you get a much better view of that scene in disneyland like she the tour guide said there's giraffes gnus you know and I was like, where's the giraffes? I had to like really turn around to see where the giraffes were. That's true, yeah. <coughs> they weren't laid out as well, I noticed that. Mm -hmm. I'm nitpicking, but. <laughs> um, what was the other thing that bothered me? Oh, I remember the cave scene, which is why I think the Jungle Cruise in Disney World is, is wins over Disneyland especially because of the cave scene and because of how at the end of the cave scene you get the big reveal of the bathing elephant bathing pool mm -hmm. i just love that how you exit the cave and then you're in the bathing pool i love that part mm -hmm. and disneyland doesn't do that so um the cave scene used to have several monkeys in it messing with things popping out of the little treasure chests and things mm -hmm. and there was only one monkey in that scene and it was kind of it looked like it was broken it had its head 
covered by an urn, a big urn. Mm-hmm. And so you just saw this bottom half of it, and it was just kind of jerkily moving. And if you didn't know what you were looking at, you wouldn't even know what what it was. It was just really odd. So they need to bring back the monkeys. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they are, but I was a little disappointed. And um, Trader Sam needs a little work. <laughs> He was like hunched over and like jerking around. Like every every time I went on it, he looked like he was broken. Hmm. <clears throat> so he needs a, re- a, a refurb. Um, I mean, I'm nitpicking. I mean, these are things that are easily fixed, but I'm just kind of saying what I noticed. And overall, I, I, I enjoyed the Jungle Cruise very much. I went on it several times. Uh, so the last thing in Adventureland would be Pirates of the Caribbean. And, um, this has changed quite a lot since the last time I went on it. And I also forgot how much... I remember the cave scene being so much smaller than Disneyland, but I forgot how much smaller the actual other scenes are. Even though they have all the scenes, they seem more compact. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, the big pirate ship with the battle seems like it's smaller. Yeah. And the city scenes, as you go through, seem like they're not as, like, it's not as expansive. Like, the rooms just seem smaller and just not as grandiose as the Disneyland version. So it's not just the fact that you don't have the elaborate cave scene at the beginning. It's really the whole attraction. Mm-hmm. It's just not as good as Disneyland. Right. <coughs> um, the mermaids, I guess, that they had put in were not working. Were they working when you went on it? I could hear them singing. Like, you could hear it in the soundtrack. You could hear the like the song that the mermaids are supposed to be singing, but you're... I heard that you're supposed to see like lights in the water that represent the mermaids in oh. the water around you. And I didn't see any of that. And no. I wrote it several times. I wrote it in the front, I wrote it in the middle, I wrote it in the back, and I never noticed them one time. Huh. So kinda not a fan of the fact they replaced a lot of the classic Disney music with the more modern music from the films right mm-hmm. not a fan that they took out the whole dialogue of the of the pirate captain on the ship you know like uh, fire at will you know that right yep. thing because mm-hmm. i just loved that dialogue i mean the what they have now is adequate but it's you know with the pirate from the actual movie but it's not nearly as fantastic as the original dialogue. <coughs> and um, I felt like the whole Jack Sparrow thing just felt like it was squeezed in. Like it didn't belong. It was like he's he's in the he's in the wrong movie. He's like he's like almost like an imposter. <laughs> it doesn't belong there. Yeah. And it's more of a disturbance. It doesn't add anything to the attraction. I think it takes away. Yeah. I think I it, mind. it fits in a little bit more to me at <clears throat> Disneyland. At Disney World, it was like dark where he was kind of hiding. Mm. In the first scene, it was dark. And you couldn't even yeah. really see 
him. Yeah. And that's yeah. not the way it is at Disneyland. It's not dark the first time yeah. you see him. See, I haven't seen it at Disneyland. Because the last time I went to Disneyland, they hadn't up, uh, refurbed it either. So. Right. Right. Um, and then I was a little disappointed in the final scene where they showed Jack Sparrow because you I don't know if you ever saw the original version of it. Did you? Before they added Jack Sparrow? Not the at, one in Disney World. No. Not at Disney World. The original scene at the end where they showed Jack Sparrow in the big treasure room. Mm-hmm. They had like a bunch of... After you passed the dog with the key. Mm-hmm. They had a bunch more prison cells. Mm. And all pirates in each cell. Doing funny things as you pass by. Oh. And it was very funny and, like, lively. And I felt like the Jack Sparrow ending is kind of somber and kind of a letdown. And mm-hmm. he's just sitting there by himself and it's dark. And the original scene just seemed more fun. And I mean, it's not as good as Disneyland, but I did right. like that last scene because it was totally different from Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So it was just something different. Hmm. <coughs> Sorry, folks, I have a cold. <laughs> so... Anyway, one thing I had mentioned before that that swinging cat door. Remember me, do you remember me mentioning the swinging door? After you got off the boat, it would go through like this trap door to the load from the unload area to the load area. I mentioned it on my Pirates of the Caribbean episode before you joined the show, Ruth. Mm-hmm. You may have forgotten, but. They they did something where I I did I did see it, but they did something <laughs> to better because I was looking for it. If mm-hmm. I hadn't been looking for it, I would have seen it. But they they did something to better disguise it. They they made it further away from where you can see it, or they did something. So they did improve that. So I was happy about that. Because mm. before it was literally after you got off the boat, you saw the boats take off through this rubber swinging door that led from the room you were in into the load room. Oh, okay. <coughs> I did also notice that because of the fast pass, they have now they have a fast pass queue and then the regular queue mm-hmm. for pirates that they completely changed the layout of the queue. Yeah. And they took out some scenes in the queue. There was a scene where that you look down into this little dungeon area and you could see two skeletons playing checkers. Hmm. Like they died playing checkers. <laughs> that scene was no longer there. So I was a little disappointed that they took that out. Um, but, I mean, I was never that big of a fan of Disney World's Pirates, but, I mean, it's better than nothing. Right. You know? It definitely is better than nothing. <laughs> So, I mean, I did enjoy seeing it, and I'm probably one of the last people that's ever going to see the redhead scene mm-hmm. in its original form because they're going to close it in, I think, in about a week, and that will be no more. So, <laughs> I got to see it for one last time. So, that's kind of my feelings on Adventureland. It's still beautiful, except for that stupid flying carpet. <laughs> Which I did ride just to see what it was like. And I thought it was interesting that it had, unlike Dumbo, it had a front and a back seat. Mm-hmm. The front seat, you can make it go up and down. 
and the back seat you can make it go side to side, mm. which I thought was interesting. So it gives both seats something to do, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. In uh, fl- in uh, Paris, they have it at their Hollywood Studio Park, and they have a big genie with a um, sitting on a director's chair with a with a megaphone. Dressed uh-huh. up like a director, like giving orders as you go through. I think that's a better place for this, right? Than in the middle of Adventure Land. I don't know. Right. It's just me, but <coughs> so uh, Frontier Land. It was so wonderful to see the Country Bear Jamboree again. And the cuts they made to that didn't bother me as much as the ones in the Tiki Room. Mm -hmm. Did you find that to be the case, too? Yes. It wasn't as obvious. Yeah. The only thing I wish that that they... There were a couple lines that Buff, Max, and Melvin have Mm -hmm. that are kind of funny. But I guess in today's world... Like, they say some nasty things to Trixie about her weight... And they cut those out. But, I mean, I'm a big guy. I'm not offended. I, it's just <laughs> humor. I mean, if you can't laugh at yourself, you can't laugh at anybody. So, I don't know. They sh- I feel like they should have left those jokes in. You know how he says, um, that was a mighty big song, Trixie. <laughs> and then Buff goes, well, that sure ain't all that's big. Uh, yes. <laughs> Remember that? Yes. <laughs> they cut that whole thing out. So, I was a little disappointed. But yeah. I mean, it was just so wonderful. And I, because I was in my chair, I got to sit in the front row every time. So that was good, too, because I got to get right up and close to them and see them real close. And mm-hmm. They're old friends, you know. They I've are. Visiting them yep. since I was a kid, and it was so nice to see them again. Bunny bubbles and you. Uh, <laughs> I was like right, like I could basically reach out and touch them. I was so close. So um. that was just really fun. <coughs> and I was right under where Teddy Barra came down. Mm-hmm. Like, just swinging right over me. So that was a nice thing about Frontierland. Uh, the, um, I always felt Splash Mountain had a slight edge in Disney World too. Just because of, um, I, they kind of practiced on Disneyland and then they kind of learned from their mistakes they made in Disneyland. So when they did the layout for the Disney World version, they kind of improved upon things a little bit. And also, the Disneyland version has all the old America Sings audio animatronics, but for the Disney World version, they built all brand new ones. So they just seem a little newer and. And they move a little bit nicer. Hmm. And everything looked so beautiful in Splash Mountain. The upkeep. I've heard a lot of complaints about the upkeep, but they must have recently refurbished it because I saw very few mechanical problems. Or, I mean, the first time I went through it, there was this frog that was facing backwards. Really? But when I rode it the next time, it had already been fixed. Uh-huh. So it was just probably a, you know, something that happened that day. And they, you know, Mm -hmm. so that's no big deal. But (coughs) anyway, I really enjoyed Splash Mountain. 
and um, I really have nothing bad to say about it. <laughs> uh, same goes for, for, for Thunder Mountain, except for the fact that I like the queue area better at Disneyland. Yeah. Because they have the old Rainbow Ridge mm-hmm. buildings and everything. But at Disneyland, you don't get that scene where you go through the town during the ride so Mm -hmm. it kind of evens out a little bit but i mean i have very few negative things to say about either splash mountain or thunder mountain they're just two terrific attractions i can't really nitpick on either one of them so um a little disappointed because the steamboat was not running oh hmm Uh, Because it's being refurbished. So, because there's no canoes, there's no Columbia. Mm -hmm. Like, basically, the water was completely, like, nothing was happening on the rivers of America. Except for the rafts to Tom Sawyer's Island. And half of the island was closed off Hmm. for refurbishment. So, I did go to the island. And uh, the whole Fort Wilderness. And I was looking forward to Fort Wilderness because that no longer exists in Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But you can still do it at Disney World. So I was looking forward to seeing Fort Wilderness. Well, they call it Fort Sam Clemens at at Disney World. Because what they call Fort Wilderness in Disney World is the campground. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) So I was looking forward to that, but it was closed off. At Disney World, they the island is actually two islands, and it's connected by a bridge in the middle. Mm-hmm. So everything on the front side of the bridge was open, but everything from the bridge back, which mm-hmm. is where Fort Wilderness is, was closed. Oh, okay. A refurb, they're doing a refurb on it. Which, I mean, no biggie, but just a little disappointing. The Isle, I always felt Tom Sawyer's Island was better at Disney World, too. Hmm. Because it's just laid out a little bit nicer. And um, Disneyland seems like it's kind of like a little old and run down. Where Disney World is just... Because of the way it's laid out, it just looks more well-planned. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I did go through um, Injun Joe's Cave, <laughs> which is huge in Florida. The Florida, it took me like five minutes to get through it. Hmm. It's huge in Florida. Um, so that was fun. And I went over the barrel bridge. The suspension bridge was closed because that's on the other side of the island. Right. <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, Tom Sawyer's Island, what can you say? I didn't go into the Diamond Horseshoe. It is open for lunch, but I didn't ever seem to be there at lunchtime, so I didn't go in there. Mm -hmm. They don't have a show or anything. It's just a place to eat. But it would have been nice to just go in and look at it. Yeah. It is pretty. So, that's basically all I have to say about Frontierland. Oh, I did eat at Pecos Bill one time, and I was a little thrown off by the fact that they no longer serve french fries there. They only serve tortilla chips. But it turned out to be a pleasant surprise because they have a whole topping bar for the chips. Yes. So I was disappointed they didn't have fries. But then when I got to the topping bar, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of happy about that. Yeah. So, um, that was nice. And they've kind of changed their fare, because before it was just hamburgers and 
french fries but now they have like tacos and they kind of added some mexican things yeah tex-mex to to the, yeah mm-hmm. <coughs> in fact all of the restaurants throughout the park have really changed their their menus so that they're more themed to whatever land or area they're in because especially in the magic kingdom the the fast the main fast food places are Pecos Bill, um, Columbia Harbor House, um, Pinocchio's Village House, and the um, uh, Starlight Cafe. And the last time I was there, each one of them had the exact same menu. Mm. You had your choice of a hamburger, or French fries. Or a hamburger or french fries. And if you didn't want a hamburger or french fries, you could get a hamburger or french fries. Right. <laughs> but now, like, they have, like, the tortilla chips in, in Pecos Bill. At the Harbor House, they have all fish stuff. They have, like, a lobster roll, a fish sandwich. It's all seafood. And then at the Village House, because Pinocchio is in it, Actually, even though it seems German because of the decoration, but it does take place in Italy, so all the food was Italian. Mm. Like they had pizza and pasta, and so I thought that was nice. Mm -hmm. And the food has also gone way up in quality. Yeah. Because the burgers were just like, I always liked the burgers, but um, admittedly, they were stepped down from a McDonald's. Right. Now they're like two steps up from like I mean they're like they're charbroiled big patties when you do get a burger and there's so many more options but anyway let me talk about Liberty Square and I have a lot to say because I did see the Hall of Presidents <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a very respectable and entertaining show hmm. And it was totally apolitical. I was not offended by anything. I think anybody on either side of the political spectrum can watch the show, not be offended, and enjoy it. <coughs> um, it only it basically just talks about different presidents. Like the original show talked about the Constitution, mm -hmm. but the the new show talks about like. The history of Washington, the history of Lincoln, the history of Theodore Roosevelt, the history of Frank. Like, they pick out, like, the big the big hitters. Mm -hmm. And they go into a little detail on the things that they, the challenges they faced during their presidencies. What was interesting is that when they talked about Lincoln, they actually, this kind of, it looked kind of like a box. And it lifted out from the ground with a little window inside of the box and in the window was Lincoln sitting in his chair and he stood up and said the Gettysburg Address as part of the Lincoln segment just him alone but it was the same figure that was sitting with all the other presidents but they configured it somehow so they you could only see him at that point. You couldn't see any of the other presidents. Hmm. <coughs> I thought it looked weird. Like, <laughs> why is there this box in the middle of the stage? Hmm. I, I 
wasn't a fan. And the other thing is, I was wasn't a fan that they didn't use Royal Dano's recording of the Gettysburg Address, mm-hmm. which I don't see any reason why they couldn't have, because his rendition of it is so much better than whoever the, the actor is who did it for this. Mm-hmm. Just so much more dramatic, mm-hmm. in my mind. But anyway, so... That, I guess, is their excuse for not having Lincoln talk at the end like he did in the original show. Because in the original show, even when they had Clinton speak, they had they would have George Washington stand up first. He would say a couple things. Then they would have Clinton stand up and say a couple things. <coughs> Sorry. Still coughing. And then, at the end... Lincoln would stand up and have the final say. Mm -hmm. But now that they have Lincoln talk in the middle of the show, they have this. They don't have him talk again. When they after they do the roll call of all the presidents, which was just as amazing as ever. It just looks so amazing seeing all these light, and they really look lifelike. I mean, because I was sitting in the back row, Mm -hmm. so it was like. It just looks so realistic. Like there's really every president standing there looking at you. But so they just had George Washington stand up, and then they they had um, Trump have had the last say. Mm. But what he said was not offensive to anybody. It was totally just you know generic America's wonderful stuff. It wasn't anything political. And I was not offended by anything he said. And I don't think unless... I mean, I think most people would probably feel the way I, I do. I mean, it, it was not... It was very well handled. Disney did a very good job of walking on eggshells with it. I mean, I really feel like they were in a tough situation given the political climate these days. And I think they pulled it off very well considering... Mm-hmm. So I was not offended by anything, and I actually left the show pleased. So if you have any uh, inhibitions about Trump, and probably 50% of the people listening to this do, at least 50%, don't let that keep you from seeing the show because there's a lot of other wonderful things about the show, and it's not offensive at all. I was, I, I, it was fine. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. Um, I only saw it once, but it's because it's kind of tough to see because they only run it. It's kind of long, <coughs> and they only run it during like they, it closes early, and mm-hmm. right. it only runs every half hour. So it was kind of a challenge to get to see it. I had to actually go and come back, and you know, to see it. I had to plan out seeing it. I did see The Great Muppets in History, and I absolutely loved it. I thought it was adorable. Yes. I got a front row seat, because the schedule is right there, so I knew what time it was going to start. And I was there for 10 days, so I mean, I took my time. Like, I had time to sit and wait for a show to start, you know? Yeah. I had that advantage, because I was there so long. Mm Mm-hmm. So anyway, that was adorable. I know they do more than one show. The one I saw was the Midnight Ride at Paul Revere. Oh, I saw the other one. 
Yeah, with Washington. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was gonna watch the other one, but I had already seen it on YouTube, so I figured I had already seen the first one, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. And so, um, originally, Sam the Eagle came out above the Hall of Presidents in this round circle that says 1776 on it or something, mm-hmm. and he would pop his head out. But they stopped doing that. <laughs> Bless Excuse you. me, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so he didn't do-, do that in that in that story. No, he just was in the same three windows with all the others. Did he pop out of the other one when you saw it? Yes. Oh yeah, he didn't do that. Which I thought was better, really, because you could see him better. Right. So I really enjoyed that. It was short. Yeah. But it was really cute and worth wait. I only waited ten minutes. I mean, it's not like. If I had waited a half hour, I would have been kind of disappointed by how short it was, but it was cute. Mm-hmm. So, um, shopping in Liberty Square is terrible. <laughs> I went into the, the shops, because we had just recently talked about them on our show when we did our Liberty Square episode, so I was curious to see how they look these days. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm only talking about the three shops that are at the, the main thoroughfare of Liberty Square. So, across from the Hall of Presidents? Right. Yeah. The Memento Mori is wonderful. Yes. I, I really enjoyed that shop. But those other, the Christmas shops, mm-hmm. just terrible. What does that have to do with Liberty Square, <laughs> first of all? Anyway. Now, I had mentioned that I had an issue with the hub. Mm-hmm. And it directly relates to Liberty Square, in a sense, because when you're leaving Liberty Square, straight ahead of you is the Contemporary Resort. Did you notice that when you were there? I didn't. Okay, so the hub used to be filled with trees everywhere, and it masked that that view so that when you're leaving Liberty Square you just saw the trees in the hub (coughs) now as you're leaving the 1776 and even as you're just walking around 1776 if you look to your left there's this big modern hotel building (laughs) you can see it right from Liberty Square as plain as day and that was annoying I mean, that is really bad. They need to fix that. They need to do something to block that because that just ruins Liberty Square. I know you said you didn't notice it, but I mean, I couldn't help but notice it. And it really, really bothered me Um, because they took down all the trees in the hub because they wanted people to see the fireworks better. Mm -hmm. But... In doing so, they ruined the view from the, you know, the sight lines from Liberty Square. Right. Which is a real disappointment. And also, the hub looks like this big, open, empty Mm -hmm. area. Before, it looked like a beautiful park with trees and and beautiful flowers everywhere. Now, it's just sidewalk everywhere. So, that was disappointing. The hub was disappointing not nearly as beautiful as it used to be so that was kind of, I understand the reason they did it 
because that park is so, so crowded. <coughs> and they want people to have better views of the fireworks. But still. So the last thing in Liberty Square I want to mention is the Haunted Mansion. I had never seen the interactive cube before. I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> I don't know that it matches the theming of what's inside. I think it's a little too cartoony. I mean, the ride is a little cartoony, but this seemed like it was a little even more over the top than the ride. Mm-hmm. So, and I agree with, I think, I don't remember who said this. It might have been Will, or it might have been you, that it takes away from when you get in the ride to have like that outside of the ride it takes away the surprise of what's inside because mm -hmm. right. it's almost like the ride starts before you get into the ride yeah um i don't think that was me that said that but i do agree with that <laughs> yeah i yeah and uh, some of the things don't work right right <coughs> you don't even really realize exactly What's going on? It's this interactive queue, but I didn't realize until later that it was supposed to be the beginning of the story. Yeah, I didn't get that either. And I also... It moves so fast through there, you don't even really have time to interact with the stuff. Right, right. And also, if you have a fast pass, you don't go through that. You don't even see that part. Right. Right. I, I never had a fast pass for Haunted Mansion the whole time I was there, but I never had to wait because I timed it out. Each time I did it, I kind of timed it out. Like I would do it during the parade or... Mm -hmm. I did, I wrote it four times while I was there. Mm -hmm. um, one thing that disappoints me is that when they bring you into supposedly what's supposed to be the elevator... Right. <coughs> they wouldn't shut the door to the... To the lobby, you know, to the room where you entered from, the first room, like the where Master Gracie's portrait is. Mm -hmm. Then you go into the stretch room. When the room started stretching, they were still letting people in oh, to that, the stretch room. What? And the door was open. Really? And that distracted me. I don't think they should do that. They need to shut the room and then start it. They, you know. It takes away from the whole experience. Yeah. And then the last time I wrote it, they didn't even run the stretch room. They had us walk right through it. Really? Line. Oh yeah. my gosh. I was kind of annoyed about that. Definitely. I um, would have been way annoyed. I was. Yeah. I definitely was. So I noticed a, a, a big change at the very beginning once you get on the Doom Buggies. First of all, when you get on the Doom Buggies, they have a set of portraits on the wall behind, on the other side of where the queue is, on the other side of the Doom Buggies. Mm -hmm. Those are the portraits that used to be in the portrait hall that you would pass through right after you got on the Doom Buggies. They never used to have any pictures hanging there originally. It was just plain wallpaper with no pictures. They moved those pictures there originally as you pass by them. <coughs> their eyes followed you. Right. That was the gimmick. But now you can't really see. Maybe they do follow you, but they're so high up and you can't really see them anymore. So 
kind of you don't really notice it anymore mm -hmm. they're just kind of there to be so they didn't throw out the pictures that were there originally because now they actually redid that whole first little hallway so that it's much more like the Disneyland version that you walk through because originally they didn't have the windows with the lightning on one side mm -hmm. originally they had portraits on both sides it was just two walls without windows and they just had those portraits those older portraits on each side of you and just their eyes following you but now they have one side with the lightning flashing that looks just like the Disneyland hallway. And on the other side, they added in the same portraits they have in, at Disneyland that flash when the lightning flashes. Mm -hmm. Like they have the pirate, they have the boat that changes to a shipwreck. And then they have the, the Grecian woman that changes to a Medusa. You know, the same pictures. Mm hmm that I loved because that's something I always felt was missing from the Disney World version was that hallway scene. So it's not as, it's shorter and not as elaborate and not, not as neat as walking through the right. scene. But it's kind of, they kind of stepped it up a little bit to bring one of the better things from Disneyland into that ride. So that I appreciated. I always love the fact they have the, the hall, the, you know, the, the library, and then they have the, the grand hall where he's playing the piano and you see the shadow. Yeah. And I really loved the, at the, the MC Escher. Oh yeah. That they put in the stairways. The stairs. Yeah. yeah mm -hmm. That's all new. Um, I mean the rest of the ride's basically the same. Um, I don't like the floating crystal ball. <laughs> I preferred it when she was stationary and didn't go up and down. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like people might not even understand what that is. They, they may not realize it's supposed to be a crystal ball. Because crystal balls don't do that. Mm -hmm. So it seems too gimmicky. And I would just prefer her, Adam Leota, to be, you know, sitting in place. Mm -hmm. <coughs> also, Constantine, get rid of her totally doesn't match the theming of the rest of the attraction. You can tell it was added years later. It doesn't fit in. It this, these, these young Imagineers want to put their touch on the Haunted Mansion and they keep adding these, adding and adding and adding to an attraction that doesn't need more. Right. Less, less is more. So Constantine is the, is the Black Widow Bride in the attic mm -hmm. that talks to you and says... I do. How about I did? <laughs> like, it's really annoying. So, graveyard scene's pretty much exactly the same. and then, But the, um, the mirrors at the end with the hitchhiking ghost, that was annoying. You didn't like the I, animated ghosts? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> It's just way too much. Just bring back the original. The original effect was way more effective. <coughs> like I say, less is more. Less is more. So, that ends part one of our talk about the Magic Kingdom. And 
Unless you had anything else you wanted to say, Ruth. Nope. So, uh, we will continue this discussion in about a week. And we'll talk about my feelings and Ruth's feelings on Fantasyland, Tomorrowland, and the resorts. The Contemporary, the Polynesian, and the um, Grand Floridian. And I also want to talk about the um, Happily Ever After fireworks. I have a lot to say, believe me, about (laughs) that. So, I hope everybody enjoyed this special unedited episode of Jiminy Crickets. And we'll talk to you real soon. Bye. Bye. I have listened to the cuckoo his cuckoo, and I've heard the rooster's cock-a-doo-doo-doo.